Welcome back to DYFW, Drink Your Fucking Water. My name is Rob Reynoso. With me again is my great friend, Alan Lemp. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing good, brother. How you doing? I'm doing fucking fantastic. Over the weekend, we saw a great push for cannabis legalization in the United States of America. And really, it was it was great, man, to see everybody out there in the streets. I saw some really fucking cool flags. People were just having a grand old time getting active and out together to push for what's right. Dude, 100% with you on that. Saw a bunch of people, talked to a bunch of people. Um, not only that, it was also a bunch of people out there because Earth Day is coming up, cleaning up parks and things like that too. Just a ton of volunteers and going all the way around. Side of the road, just no organizations, just groups of people that in the community said, hey, we're going to get together and do this kind of stuff. So I, I just... Super proud of my community this this last week and everything that I've seen and heard from them. Just it brought a tear to my eye. Oh hell yeah, it did. Uh, but now that you know the weekend is over, the holiday is past. It's time to get back and talk about some really outrageous stuff that's been going on. Uh, direct another direct attack on the Second Amendment by the phony ATF on uh, Mr. Matt Hoover of CRS Firearms, Mr. <laughs> Hoover. And Christopher Nervin were producing these cards, these metal cards with lines drawn on them. And uh, they were charged with producing machine guns. Yeah. Basically, what this charge does, it would make it illegal for you to have a wire coat hanger and some metal cutters in your car. It's a fucking crazy slippery slope. It really is. Not not that, yeah. that they haven't passed slippery slope legislation in the past. All gun control is slippery as fuck. We all know that. And all gun control is illegal. Yeah. Dude, this is fucked up. 45 years. 45 years for selling a card for somebody that could get the same diagram online that they would have to take an action to build something and then put it in their gun to make it a machine gun. But no, these metal cards are now considered machine guns. Guys, I'm not sure if you know this, but if you just put a 5.56 bullets on top of a metal card, it becomes a machine gun and they'll shoot out just automatically. (laughs) You know what's fucked up about this? You can fucking buy machine guns. I don't know if anybody realizes this, but if you have like $10,000, I guess that's like, you know, at least the at least number. <laughs> That's just a license. <laughs> yeah, just for it's fucking expensive. This is uh, it's uh, if you're upper class, I guess you know, or if um, or if you're extremely aggressive with your finances and discipline, then you can afford this. But that's that's outrageous, you know. No, no, you were you were right about upper class at first because let's face it, all gun laws have been targeted at minorities and the poor. Um, nothing's really illegal in this country. It's illegal if you're poor enough not to be able to pay the fucking tax stamps for it and then afford the outrageous price for things the way they've controlled the market on it. 
that's what it really comes down to. You can protect yourself if you have money in this country. You cannot protect yourself if you're a poor minority or just a fucking poor. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. And um, it just so happens that uh, the cheapest place to live is near these cesspool cities. Like, uh, you know, the ones I'm talking about. Chicago. Yeah, fucking Chicago. Los Angeles. New York. They're all pretty fucked. Mm -hmm. You know? Yep. Heaven forbid you'd want to protect yourself. Heaven forbid. Uh, but, you know, the, the police and government agents still get to protect themselves and, and carry firearms there. So, you know, that, that's that's good. And I would like to add to that that uh, poverty does not produce crime. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that's that's one side of the coin. Right. Because because most poverty, especially certain neighborhoods in certain areas, um, they're, they're poor because of government regulation and systemic racism. Let's just be flat out about this. We can go back to Black Panthers and everything that happened in California uh, when Ronald Reagan started grabbing guns and all that kind of stuff. And they pushed through a bunch of bullshit legislation and it turned them from peaceful gangs helping out their neighborhoods to violent gangs. And that's why they started giving them drugs to sell to their neighborhood. This was all done by the government on purpose. It was, it was never a natural occurring event of things. It was systemic. It was planned. It was set up. They wanted to stop them from watching them. So, and as a result, the Mulford laws were written. Really, that guy's a racist fuck. They disarmed that population so that they could oppress them. And it wasn't just about us watching what they're doing. It was about us taking care of each other and neglect to the government. Right. The government wasn't taking care of them. The community rose up, armed themselves, took care of each other. Then the government got pissed off about that, said, oh, no, we're the only ones that are allowed to take care of you. What the fuck do you think you're doing? You better cut this shit out right now or we're going to bring a fucking shit storm on you. And they said, fuck off. You know, and we, we just we just passed up um, a pretty significant anniversary for when the government went after people well they went after one man and in the process burned women and children some pregnant women as well um <laughs> in waco so that that just passed but also coming up here is the uh 1985 philadelphia bombing of uh of move a, yeah. a black liberation group uh yeah. that was on may 13th 1985 and uh, long-standing tensions devolved to the Philadelphia Police Department dropping a fucking firebomb on these people. They, uh, it was, it was a bomb that was laced with Tovex and C4 explosives. Yeah, there, there's nothing that fucking justifies that murder, all that, all that mass murder. Well, I mean, our country does have a history of genocide. Let's be yeah, honest. it's 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 part of their routine, man. Yeah, no, I saw a meme the other day, and it. Um showed america but if it was like four floridas in a row where it looked like udders um where you could milk america and i was like delete this now before britain sees it before the uk sees it their colonialism right. is going to kick in and they're going to come try to conquer us again <laughs> like because that's just what's rooted in in everything that our systems were based off of for the mindsets for the people that had control um, the founding fathers and the constitutionary thing that was a little bit different, but after things got going and, and sections were running by their their own, 
people were not happy if people that did not look like them were doing well. It was a culture war, and it always has been. They were not happy with having other cultures and diversity in their neighborhoods. They wanted it to be a very certain way. So that's where the systemism came from. Yeah, it's long and complicated, fucked up past as far as that goes. Uh, but, you know, nothing is without without balance. So, you know, moving forward to <laughs> being incredibly critical of the uh, policing system in America, um, just remember that they are people who may or may not have went to school alongside you with the uh, good intention of becoming a police officer to help somebody, just like somebody who becomes a firefighter to rescue people. Uh, somebody would become a police officer because uh, they have this this uh, preconception that that they're going to be helping people, and then they wind up with what they have, and you know all that all that training is all they know. And now it's, you know, paycheck or the door. So, but they're, they're middle, you know, they're regular people like you and me that, that mm -hmm. become police officers. And, uh, just, just remember that, uh, the last time that someone showed extreme hate to you and they called you names or they, they berated you and belittled, belittled you, um, treated you like shit, you know, you didn't want to agree with them, even if they had something really good to say anyways, you know, it, that that off-putting attitude is what can break the situation. So, just think about that. You know, it's it's all about your approach. It's all about it's all about approach. Be tactful. Don't be an asshole. Yeah, I mean, not all cops are bad, but every time you approach a cop that you don't know, I I would say assume they are bad until they show you they are good, but be tactful with it and show respect. Um, the second they show you they're not good, then be even more tactful with it and show you more respect, but back up your rights on it. If you guys don't watch audit videos on a regular basis, then you're doing yourself a, a, <laughs> a grave disservice. Watch audit videos. Watch them as much as you can. Learn your rights from that. Learn how you should act around police if you get in a situation. Um, what your rights are, how to go about it, what to say, what to do in certain situations. Because if you comply through that to a certain extent, let them make their mistakes and then sue the city. And yeah, you are taking taxpayer dollars with that. So sue the city and then use that money for good for your community. Don't do it to line your pockets. Do it to help out other people. And then see how quickly things change when you start having these lawsuits and all that money. Like, oh, I just won $150,000 in this lawsuit against the city. And guess what I did? I split it up between everybody that is under the poverty line in my entire city, my entire community, and gave it all to them. See what happens. See how quickly things change. I'll tell you what, man. You could probably, all those community centers that are out there, I bet you can pay for their utilities or I bet you mm -hmm. can give them a new supply line or I you, bet could, you could open up your own center. You could feed everybody for a couple of years. Go to the food banks. You could put on 
gun training events where anybody that's never shot a gun before but wants to learn how to shoot one and do it safely and, and rent out a couple lanes. Um, most ranges will do this willingly. Like, hey, if I rent out like four ranges, like four lanes uh, at the range, and I, I want to have a, somebody that an RSO and a teacher and do a class and do this and do that and take care of everybody's first hundred rounds of ammo. And if they need to rent a gun, I'll take care of that. They'd be all about it. They oh, yeah. love that stuff. They love teaching new people. They love getting people into it. Um, do stuff like that. I'm actually working on something like that in my area right now. Hopefully, fingers crossed, that will come to fruition here in a couple um, weeks to a couple months. But that kind of stuff is how you get back and say, look, we're going to do what we need to do to take care of ourselves. If you guys are going to treat us like shit, <laughs> we're going to even do more to take care of ourselves. Like, I'm not going to rely on people that treat us like fucking assholes. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. Uh, be nice to each other out there. You know, you, you're going to come back home and those are your neighbors. Like, I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like, you, you may... You, you will be surprised. They'll be out walking, and you'll and you'll see each other. You'll be like, "What the fuck?" You know, and it'll <laughs> you're closer than you thought. You know, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, so stop it. Yeah, and drink some fucking water while you're at it. Yeah, and th- throw them a bottle of water when you see them. Say, "Drink your fucking water." Um, and, and like you were saying before too, a lot of them are caught in the system. They got in there with good intentions. Ten years in, they're like, "What the fuck am I doing supporting this?" But now my pension's wrapped up. I got my family. I got my kids. I got to pay for all this shit. They can't afford to fucking flip a script and get a new job that's going to have the same pension and benefits and everything else. So they have to hit their 20 years at least, right? And they try to do good, but it's not set up for them to do good. And we, we've talked about this on multiple occasions. So please go back, listen to our catalog. We've gone into this more, you know, far more in depth and everything. Um, I don't want to waste too much time on it, but there's reasons that people are still there and it's normally pretty apparent who's solid, who's not Um, find the people that are solid and let everybody know who's, who's legit, who not to fuck with, make your complaints, file them with the station and then do what you got to do. If you need to file a lawsuit, fucking file a lawsuit. It's not as expensive as you think. You know, it's okay. Yeah. Like you might pay like a few hundred dollars at first to send a letter. Um, then maybe a, a thousand, two thousand. But if you can get a bunch of people together and, and, uh, and really fund that or find somebody who can stand behind you, you know, there are even organizations out there who will do it for you pro bono. If, if your case, if your case is really solid, you know, if you think you have, a great case against whoever has wronged you definitely go after it. You're going to have to, of course, make that decision first. Do you want to let it go or do you want to follow up? If it was me, I would follow up with it. You know, um, that's just me though. You know, I don't, I won't, I won't let a wrong be a bygone, you Mm -hmm. know, for something to be a bygone, it truly has to be a bygone. Like, something you forget about in five seconds, but if you're like wrong, it's seriously, seriously wronged by someone or an entity, then um, it may be worth following up with and uh, getting some accountability. Yeah. We can, we can, uh, we can do an audit video uh, or audit the audit type episode here sometime soon. 
and maybe try to get somebody off YouTube that does these videos on a regular basis on to have a further discussion on this, on what to do, how to learn your rights, um, where you can go to be sure about it, and how to go about this in a better way. But there is something else I want to talk about, Rob. Something that just something that just came up today. Um, I, I find it very, very interesting that Tuck, Tucker Carlson yeah. and and Don Lemon were both fired in the same day. You see what happened to their um what is it, their their holdings? They're so, getting slaughtered. <laughs> oh hundred percent they are, and and they'll recover eventually, but Here's what I find interesting. Knowing that doing those actions would tank them. There's no way they wouldn't know, right? And this only happens every 15 to 25 years where the owners of the mainstream media that are using their media companies to put out their message, they want to start a new narrative. They're going to change up the narrative completely and they have to get rid of their old ponies to bring new ones in and both sides did it the exact same day yeah it's just showing that mainstream media is being held by one person or a couple entities that all have the same message they're just trying to polarize you they're both pieces of shit like Tucker just spews a bunch of conspiracy theories and he's like it's always said like yeah I'm not spitting fact I'm just spitting opinion like you know this is what it's based on and it's been the same thing on Don Lemon's show. Um, this Tucker hit some real points better than Don Lemon in the past. Yeah. Are they both tools of the state? Absolutely. Which is why I'm saying this. Like, if we're getting rid of two of the biggest voices on mainstream media on the same day, if you're you're crazy if you don't realize that they're completely about to flip the complete fucking narrative on everything that they're projecting and what they're looking at. And when does most presidential election campaigns start, Rob? A year and a half before the election. And where are we at right now? Well, we're, we're right at that point, man. And mm. uh, they are both some of the biggest political personalities on TV. Yeah, Tucker alone has just over 6 million followers. 6.1 mm-hmm. million followers, as Twitter says. 6 million followers probably means a 20 to 30 million person reach every week, whether it's little clips or reels or posts or whatever else at bare minimum. Bare minimum. If not two or three times that at certain times. So for you to think that this is not a directed move, that it's not a thought out cognitive move, this is the chessboard they're fucking playing us. You're fucking crazy. Call me conspiracy theorists. All the fucking things I've talked about the last three years have fucking come true. So uh, please do call me. I'll just be sitting in the corner waiting for you to fucking eat your, eat your crow. I just missed when uh, nobody really took that shit too seriously. Now, now you got people fucking shoving shit down your throat on TV. I guess I guess that, that's kind of been around for a while, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But lately, it just feels like it's really out of control. You know, once again, we would always remind you to drink your fucking water. Drink your fucking water. And uh, every day do your dry fire exercises. Dry fire that shit. All right. So, everybody, thank you so much for listening. As always, 
Rob, Alan, we appreciate you guys being here. Like Rob said, we're happy to talk to you. Don't be afraid to reach out to us. We love talking to people that listen to this, that listen to us and share similar ideas and don't share similar ideas. We'd like to have both sides on. So reach out to us. Have a fantastic day. I hope you wake up tomorrow happy, healthy, and wanting to change the world. But for now, peace, love, and violence. Anti-politics, out. They'll have